0: and ginger film, his cuff so white they almost shone. I think I might have done something bad the Friday before last. What kind of bad? he asked, long fingers on gum, waiting to unwrap it. He sat back in his chair and looked at me patiently. I could smell his aftershave. Lemony. Very bad, I muttered. Do you know my name? he asked. He felt me falter. I shook my head. It's DCI Silver. It was an inducement. Joe Silver. A short, stocky woman walked into the room now and stood behind him. She smiled at me, a kind of reassuring smile. I recognised her, I realised. I'd met her before. A woman with funny coloured hair. And what happened to your face, Claudie? Automatically I raised my hand to my cheek. Barclay Square. Barclay Square, he sat up straighter. The explosion? I nodded. OK, Claudie. He flicked the gum away into the waste paper basket and smiled again. He must have kids, I thought. He's used to waiting with infinite patience. His teeth were very straight, almost as white as his cuffs. Why don't you start from the beginning? Who brought you all the way out here? I think I might have done something terrible, I repeated. I took a gulp of air. I met his eyes this time. I think... I think I might have killed a lot of people. Thursday, the 13th of July. Claudie. It was such an ordinary morning. Afterwards, that seemed the most marked thing about everything that followed, that it started as any day that encapsulates absolute normality. Not particularly sunny, not particularly cold. A day in which people get up, and eat toast, choose underwear and shoes, argue about walking the dog or taking the bin out, kiss their children and their partners goodbye, catch the eight thirteen jostle for space with the same anonymous faces they jostle with every day. A day on which people go about things in exactly the same way as always, not realizing life might be about to change forever. And for me, it was one of the all right days. A day when I had managed to roll out of bed, step out of the house, walk, talk and function, not one of the Polack's days, not one of the splitting days, one of the all-right days. I got to work early because the yoga teacher hadn't turned up at the centre. I walked through the back streets of Marylebone, enjoying the relative quiet of Oxford Street, free of the tourists and maddened shoppers, at one with the street cleaners and the other Londoners not yet soiled for the day by the city. I wandered up the front stairs of the Royal Ballet Academy in Barclay Square. Between the great white pillars and the huge arched windows, soaking in the ambience of the old building, I loved my job, and the academy was grand enough to warrant its distinguished title, training some of the greatest ballet talent in Europe. The Bolshoi Inn. My colleague Leila shot past me on the stairs, following a gaggle of chattering students. I caught up with them at the glass wall to watch a little of the guest star's technical demonstration. "'watching a sturdy Russian male "'fling the Academy's young Irish ballerina sorsha "'into the air during the sleeping beauty pas de deux. "'By the rapt look on the couple's faces, "'I guessed it might not be all they'll be demonstrating later. "'A small, dark first-year student called Anita "'sat against the back wall, limbering up, "'watching Saoirse like a hawk. "'One of Tessa's protégés. "'I had yet to see her dance "'or treat her for any sort of injury myself,' but she had a rather glowering intensity that I found unattractive. Her face in repose was simply a downturned mouth, and recently I'd noticed that she'd begun to trail Tessa in a way that verged on pathological. He's gorgeous, a girl in a blue leotard breathed, fogging up the glass. And look at his arms, his lifts are effortless. He can lift me, her plain friend said, sticking her bony chest out. Any way he wants, they both giggled. Down in the office, Mason was, as always, safely ensconced behind her desk, keeper of the back room. God only knew where she'd found this morning's ensemble, a kaftan in vivid black and orange swirls that entirely swamped her skinny frame. I wondered, not for the first time, if anyone else ever thought she looked like a female version of the transvestite potter, Grayson Perry. "'You're early,' Mason said, the sleeve of her kaftan trailed patiently after the rattled hand flying across the keyboard. As the esteemed Mr Franklin once said, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy and wise. Indeed, I grinned. Mason's ability to quote at long and...